Hi, and welcome to your twice-weekly personal coaching fit hit from Simple Steps to Fitness. Take away practical advice from every podcast to help you lose weight, burn fat, eat right, and feel better. Each new fun and motivating fit hit now gives you the chance to grab the award-winning advice that only our paying clients were getting. Hi there, it's Rob from Simple Steps to Fitness, and welcome to our latest Fit Hit podcast. Last time, we talked about should I exercise with a cold, and today I've got a similar themed topic to talk about. It's another question I get asked all the time by my clients. So, here's a quick heads up. Should you exercise through the pain barrier? The kind of questions I usually get go something like this. Hey, can you help me, Rob? My knee really hurts when I run, or if I do weights. But I've been keeping on pushing myself, because I don't want to lose those great fitness gains that I've achieved. That's a good thing, right? Well, no. Sorry, but it is not a good thing. I can be a tough guy at times. A lot of my clients call me a tough guy. I'm one of the first kind of people to say you should train hard and you need to train hard to get the best results. And I have been a long time advocate of the very fashionable high intensity training. I also agree that in order to get stronger, fitter or faster, you have to push yourself beyond what might be comfortable for you at that time. But, and a very big but, This should never be interpreted as pushing through the pain barrier. Pain is the body's natural alarm system and it informs us that we're in the process of doing harm to ourselves and that maybe we need to back off and do something differently. And I know, as an award-winning owner of a health club, that exercise can be a hard enough sell at the best of times and the drop-off rate for new participants is horrendous. So why should we make it even nastier by insisting that it should be painful into the bargain? So what do the experts say about it? Well, the American College of Sports Medicine agrees that adults should get at least 150 minutes of exercise a week. Though it explains that this might be 20 to 60 minutes of vigorous exercise, which makes you huff and puff, like jogging, aerobics, football or netball, around three days every week. The college guidelines also prescribe the quantity and the quality of exercise for developing and maintaining your cardiorespiratory, your musculoskeletal and your neuromotor or your functional fitness in healthy adults along these lines. For flexibility, Adults should do stretching exercises at least two days a week, with each stretch being held for maybe 10 to 30 seconds to the point of tightness or slight discomfort. And then some resistance training. Adults should try and train each major muscle group two or three times a week. For your heart and lungs, for cardiovascular fitness, people should gradually increase the time, the frequency and the intensity of their sessions. So did you hear me say in the last two minutes any mention of pushing through the pain barrier?
No. But I have seen the ill effects of this belief that if a wee bit of exercise is good for me, then a lot should be even better. And poor old Jane Fonda often gets the blame for starting that no pain, no gain myth, which came to prominence in the early 1980s via those Jane Fonda aerobic workout videos that you may remember and love. She would also urge viewers to feel the burn and exercise beyond that point of reasonable physical stress. These days, the no pain, no gain motto is used a lot in the world of bodybuilding to prove that extreme physical development is the result of training hard. But I found an earlier version of that phrase crafted by one Benjamin Franklin in 1734, which illustrates this axiom, God helps those who help themselves. It goes along the lines of this, and he that lives upon hope will die fasting. There are no gains without pains. This was printed in his Way to Wealth in 1758, but let's just be clear what we mean by pain here. I'm comfortable with the concept of sore muscles after a hard session, a longer run, or an increase in your intensity levels. This type of pain is called delayed onset muscle soreness. You may have heard it called DOMS, and it usually occurs a day or two after a hard session. DOMS is a normal response to an unusual exertion and is part of the body's adaptation process that leads to increased strength or endurance as muscles recover and rebuild. We often judge the efficacy of our progress by that level of soreness we get the next day. But while discomfort is natural if you push yourself, pain, real pain, is the body's protective mechanism and it's warning us to ease the intensity or to protect an injured part of our body. Resisting this warning risks damaging tissue and may cause your body to overcompensate with other movements that can aggravate this injury and lengthen your healing time. And to be honest, it's also lightly, very lightly, to reduce your motivation to continue exercising. So where is that going to get you? Pain during exercise can also indicate underlying health problems. It should be seen as a signal to stop exercising and seek professional advice. Chest pain during exercise is a red flag for potential heart problems. Exercise-induced bronchospasms, like a sudden constriction of your bronchial muscles, even in non-asthmatics, may indicate an underlying respiratory problem. Joint pain may result from osteoarthritis or indicate a meniscal knee injury, some ligament or some tendon damage. Ouch, I've been there. So what do I do if I am sore? Well, if you do find yourself sore after a tough workout or competition, try some low-impact aerobic exercises to maintain your blood flow during that warm-down. Another simple steps top tip would be to try some other remedies. Classic ones would include a massage, ice baths if you're brave, and the rice combination 
RICE stands for rest, ice, compression and elevation and that should also ease your muscle soreness. In terms of medication, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as aspirin and ibuprofen can temporarily help reduce the effects of muscle soreness but they won't speed up the healing process. I know, I know it's not easy when you've been building up your fitness or losing weight, feeling good about it, but the pain, the no pain, no gain motto is based far less on the science of exercise than an outdated sports psychology. It is a recipe for injury. So when you feel pain during exercise, stop what you're doing and take stock of how you're feeling. If you think you can, try returning to the activity you're doing, but if the pain persists, then stop for good. You'll soon be better and you'll be back on track if you stop pushing through the pain and allow the cause of the pain to be identified. Piling on further damage will only delay your recovery and further derail all that good progress you've been making. So here endeth the lesson. Don't push through the pain barrier. That's all for today's show. Next time, we're going to talk about our quick fixes. Too good to be true. What do you think? So tune in for, for next week's show. In the meantime, have you popped over to our Guaranteed Results membership site? We can guarantee your health and fitness results because we've won awards for doing it. We know what we're doing and we can help you do it too. So click on the link, you'll find it somewhere on this page and we'll see you there. Until then, from Robin at Simple Steps to Fitness, have a great day. Bye now.